1994, the Korean entity Hana Bank extended its services to the United States. In an advertising campaign that summer, they used the names Hana Overseas Korean Club in English and Hana Bank in Korean, along with their corresponding logo. That fall, a completely unrelated entity, Hana Financial Inc., HFI, was founded in California. They obtained a trademark for their logo in 1996, displaying the words Hana Financial. Hana Bank, the first entity, was aware that HFI was using the name Hanna Financial, but since the two were not direct competitors at the time, they didn't see any reason to take action against HFI. Imagine their surprise when in 2007, HFI filed a complaint against them for trademark infringement. In a district court, the jury found that since Hanna Bank was the first to use the Hanna Bank trademark in the United States and had been using it continuously since that time, Hanna Bank's trademark could be tacked to their 1994 advertisements using this similar name, Hanna Bank. HFI appealed, but the U.S. Court of Appeals affirmed. The question before the Supreme Court in this case was, who determines whether a trademark may be tacked to an earlier mark? Is it a question of law, which a court must decide, or a question of fact for the jury? In a unanimous decision, the court said all of the above, holding that tacking is a mixed question of law and fact to be determined by the jury. And now, the 2015 opinion of the court in Hanna Financial v. Hanna Bank. Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion of the court. Rights in a trademark are determined by the date of the mark's first use in commerce. The party who first uses a mark in commerce is said to have priority over other users. Recognizing that trademark users ought to be permitted to make certain modifications to their marks over time without losing priority. Lower courts have provided that, in limited circumstances, a party may clothe a new mark with the priority position of an older mark. This doctrine is called tacking, and lower courts have found tacking to be available when the original and revised marks are legal equivalents in that they create the same continuing commercial impression. The question presented here is whether a judge or a jury should determine whether tacking is available in a given case. Because the tacking inquiry operates from the perspective of an ordinary purchaser or consumer, we hold that a jury should make this determination. Part 1. Petitioner Hanna Financial and Respondent Hanna Bank, a subsidiary of Respondent Hanna Financial Group, both provide financial services to individuals in the United States. 
Hannah Bank, hereinafter respondent, was established in 1971 as a Korean entity called Korean Investment Finance Corporation. In 1991, that entity changed its name to Hannah Bank and began using this name in Korea. In 1994, it established a service called Hannah Overseas Korean Club to provide financial services to Korean expatriates and specifically advertised that service in the United States. Those advertisements use the name Hannah Overseas Korean Club in both English and Korean and included the name Hannah Bank in Korean and Respondent's Dancing Man logo. In 2000, Respondent changed the name of the Hannah Overseas Korean Club to Hannah World Center. In 2002, Respondent began operating a bank in the United States under the name Hannah Bank. This enterprise amounted to Respondent's first physical presence in the United States. Petitioner was established in 1994 as a California corporation called Hanna Financial. It began using that name and an associated trademark in commerce in 1995. In 1996, it obtained a federal trademark registration for a pyramid logo with the name Hanna Financial for use in connection with financial services. In 2007, petitioners sued respondent alleging infringement of its HANA financial mark. As relevant here, respondent denied infringement by invoking the tacking doctrine and claiming that it had priority. The district court initially granted summary judgment to respondent on the infringement claim, but the Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit reversed, holding that there were genuine issues of material fact as to priority. On remand, the infringement claim was tried before a jury. The district court adopted in substantial part the jury instruction proposed by petitioner, and without objection from petitioner, instructed the jury as follows. A party may claim priority in a mark based on the first use date of a similar but technically distinct mark where the previously used mark is the legal equivalent of the mark in question or indistinguishable therefrom such that customers consider both as the same mark. This is called tacking. The marks must create the same continuing commercial impression, and the later mark should not materially differ or alter the character of the mark attempted to be tacked. The jury returned a verdict in favor of respondent, and the district court denied petitioner's motion for judgment as a matter of law. The Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit affirmed, The court explained that, although tacking applies only in exceptionally narrow circumstances, 
It requires a highly fact-sensitive inquiry that is reserved for the jury. The court acknowledged, however, that whether tacking should be decided by juries or judges is the subject of a circuit split. We granted certiorari and now affirm. Part 2 As discussed above, the general rule adopted by lower courts has been that two marks may be tacked when the original and revised marks are legal equivalents. This term refers to two marks that create the same continuing commercial impression so that customers consider both as the same mark. The commercial impression that a mark conveys must be viewed through the eyes of a consumer. Application of a test that relies upon an ordinary consumer's understanding of the impression that a mark conveys falls comfortably within the ken of a jury. Indeed, we have long recognized across a variety of doctrinal contexts that when the relevant question is how an ordinary person or community would make an assessment, the jury is generally the decision-maker that ought to provide the fact-intensive answer. This is certainly not to say that a judge may never determine whether two marks may be tacked. If the facts warrant it, a judge may decide a tacking question on a motion for summary judgment or for judgment as a matter of law. And if the parties have opted to try their case before a judge, the judge may, of course, decide a tacking question in his or her fact-finding capacity. We hold only that when a jury trial has been requested and when the facts do not warrant entry of summary judgment or judgment as a matter of law, the question whether tacking is warranted must be decided by a jury. Part 3 Attempting to overcome our conclusion, Petitioner offers four reasons why, in its view, tacking is a question of law that should be resolved by a judge. None persuades us. Petitioner first observes that the legal equivalence test involves the application of a legal standard. True enough, but the application of legal standard to fact sort of question, commonly called a mixed question of law and fact, has typically been resolved by juries. The mixed analysis that takes place during the tacking inquiry is no different, and insofar as petitioner is concerned that a jury may improperly apply the relevant legal standard, the solution is to craft careful jury instructions that make that standard clear. Here, however, petitioner can hardly criticize the instruction the district court gave the jury, as it was essentially the instruction petitioner proposed. Second, petitioner argues that tacking determinations will create new law that will guide future tacking disputes, a task reserved for judges. It is not at all clear, however, why a tacking determination in a particular case 
will create new law any more than will a jury verdict in a tort case, a contract dispute, or a criminal proceeding. Petitioner insists that tacking questions have to be resolved by comparing two marks in a given case against those addressed in other tacking cases. But we do not agree. Of course, in deciding summary judgment motions or in making rulings in bench trials, judges may look to past cases holding that trademark owners either were or were not entitled to tacking as a matter of law. But petitioner offers no support for the claim that tacking cases have to be resolved by reliance on precedent. Indeed, in many of the cases petitioner cites in support of this argument, the courts in question relied on precedent only to define the relevant legal standard. Third, and related, petitioner worries that the predictability required for a functioning trademark system will be absent if tacking questions are assigned to juries. But, again, the same could be said about the tort, contract, and criminal justice systems. In all of these areas, juries answer often dispositive factual questions or make dispositive applications of legal standards to facts. The fact that another jury, hearing the same case, might reach a different conclusion may make the system unpredictable, but it has never stopped us from employing juries in these analogous contexts. Petitioner has offered no reason why trademark tacking ought to be treated differently. Moreover, decision-making in fact-intensive disputes necessarily requires judgment calls, regardless of whether those judgment calls are made by juries or judges. They necessarily involve some degree of uncertainty, particularly when they have to do with how reasonable persons would behave. Finally, Petitioner argues that as a historical matter, judges have resolved tacking disputes, but Petitioner relies on cases in which judges have resolved tacking disputes in bench trials at summary judgment, or the like. As we have noted, it is undisputed that judges may resolve tacking disputes in those contexts. But recognizing as much does not gainsay our conclusion that when a jury is to be impaneled and when the facts warrant neither summary judgment nor judgment as a matter of law, tacking is a question for the jury. The Ninth Circuit correctly held that whether two marks may be tacked for purposes of determining priority is a question for the jury. Accordingly, the judgment of the Ninth Circuit is affirmed. It is so ordered. We've come to the end of the opinion. Until next episode, thanks for listening to what SCOTUS wrote us.